we declare it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you what I want to do this morning. I'm just going to kind of feel after the Lord a little bit this morning. I hope that's all right with y'all. We're going to feel after the Holy Ghost today. Y'all can go be seated, and, and I'm going to let y'all be seated too if you'll promise that you, you're going to get back up again. All right? You just give me a few minutes. I, I, I feel like there's somewhere I want to work my way to this morning, and I believe the Lord's going to help us. It's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. I'm so glad that you are here today, and I appreciate you being in the house of God on, on this last Christmas. Uh, excuse me, I hope it's not our last Christmas. <laughs> on this last Sunday of the year of 2018, and I'm just going to tell you, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get prepared for what God wants to do in the remainder of this year. And in order for us to get prepared for what God wants to do in the remainder of this year, there's some things we have to let go of. And there's some things we have to reach toward. Um, in Genesis chapter 48, and I'm not going to read a scripture text this morning. I'm just going to tell you some stuff. I'll jump into it. You can go check it later if you'd like. But in Genesis 48, uh, Joseph, uh, excuse me, Jacob became very, very sick and they told Joseph, they said, your father is, he's ill and you need to come. And so Joseph grabs his two boys by the name of Manasseh and Ephraim. And uh, he said, we're going to go see your grandfather. And we're going to do something that is, a, that is a common practice. And that is when you get to the end of, of this patriarch's life, we're going to ask him for a blessing. And so... They, jo Joseph brings Manasseh and Ephraim to Jacob, his father. And Jacob said to Joseph, he said, the Lord appeared to me. He said, God spoke to me, Joseph, when I was at Luz in the land of Canaan. And I want you to know something. I find this to be so powerful. He said, God appeared to me and God blessed me. And something about that, when, when he received that blessing from the Lord, when, when Jacob uh, heard that word that came from God, Jacob said, I believe what God has said to me. He believed it so much that he got to the end of his life. And at the end of his life, he died a man not having gotten to see with his own uh, two eyes everything that God had promised him, but a man who had it in his heart that he believed everything that God had promised him. And he said, I want you to understand something, son. We can't quit this now. And just because I'm passing off the scene doesn't mean we can't. you don't need to strike forward with more fervor and passion than you ever have before. Because it was God that came to me a long time ago. And I want you to know, Joseph, that God blessed me. And this is what he told me. He said, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply you. And I will make of you a multitude of people and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. That was the same promise God gave to Abraham at the first. God repeated it to Isaac second. And then he had given it to Jacob. And Jacob said, I haven't seen everything I want to see yet, but I still believe that what God has said is true. And I will not let go of the word of God. He told Joseph, he said, now, Joseph, your two sons, 
Ephraim and Manasseh. He, swa- he switches the names around from Manasseh and Ephraim, oldest to, to youngest. He said, I'm going to call them youngest and oldest. Your sons which were born to you in the land of Egypt before I ever got here, they are mine. I'm claiming this, 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 your kids. I'm claiming what the world would have told you had no connection to me. I'm claiming the thing that was born to you in the land of adversity and persecution. I'm telling you that it's now going to come under the umbrella and the auspices of my blessing. And so everything that, that was happened to you here, it now belongs to me. Kind of think about it like this. There's nothing that happened to you in 2018 that God can't look at it and say, I I know this happened to you in the land of adversity. I know this happened to you in a place of persecution. But I want you to know that everything that happened to you here, I'm going to bring it under my umbrella. I'm going to bring it under my authority. And the thing that the enemy thought was going to always remind you of your place here in slavery, I want you to know that God's going to turn it for the good. Because our God... God can take anything. I said our God can take anything. My God can take your sickness and he can turn it for good. Oh, yes, he can. My God can take your family problem. He can turn it for good. Yes, he can. Come on, somebody help me right now. My God can take whatever you've gone through. He can take whatever dark night you've had. He can take whatever mountain has stood in your way. And my God can turn it for your good. You don't think I know what I'm talking about? You ought to go read the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, there was a church that was established. On the day of Pentecost, there was a church that was born. And that church had a few things it had to deal with. That church wasn't born into a place where everybody was accepting of it. That church wasn't born into an era where everybody wanted what they had. Matter of fact, they were so against them that they began to persecute them. And the Apostle Paul was given letters so that he could go persecute the Christians wherever they were. And, 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 and the Pharisees were against them. Everybody that could stood against them. But I want you to know that in the middle of their persecution and in the middle of their adversity, God looked at the devil and he said, Devil, I know you are trying to snuff out this candle. I know you are trying to put the light out that was sitting on the hill. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take your persecution. I'm going to take your adversity. I'm going to take everything you throw against my church. And I'm going to cause it to bless my church. And my church will increase. Yea, it will multiply in the face of your persecution. I came to preach and tell you today. I don't know what you came through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I know what God can do. I've been there. I've done that. I've seen what God can do. I've seen God turn it around. I've seen God turn it around. I've seen the Lord turn it around. Jacob told Joseph, he said, just as that can happen, he said, I want you to know Ephraim and Manasseh, they're mine. They're coming under this blessing that the Lord has given to me. You have to understand That Manasseh means God has made me forget my troubles. Ephraim means God has made me fruitful. There is a connection. There is a divine connection between forgetfulness and fruitfulness. I'm not talking about forgetting where you come from. 
But I am talking about forgetting the, 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 the things the devil would try to hang over your head so you would stay somewhere you don't need to be. And no one was telling Joseph that you don't need to, that, that you don't need to accept Manasseh as your own boy and, 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 and you need to cast him out of the house because he means forgetfulness. Nobody's saying that. Every time Joseph looked at Manasseh, he remembered where God had brought him from. He didn't look at him, though, and cry about all that had happened. He looked at him and he said, hasn't God been good to, to bring me so far? Hasn't God been good to put his hand on my life and to get me from where I was? I was in a pit, but God brought me out of a pit. I was put in a prison, but God brought me out of a prison. And now I'm living in a palace. Because God can take what the enemy meant for evil. And God can use it for good. That's why Joseph didn't get bitter at his brothers. And I want to preach to you and tell you. It's no time for you to be bitter. It's no time for you to be upset at somebody. It's no time for you to let things from 2018 hold you down. You've got to let go. of That's what you've got to forget. You've got to forget all the bitterness. And the anger. And the hatred. And the strife. And the envy. And all that other stuff. Forget all of that. Let it go go you don't need to take that with you you just need to look back and say there were some things I was in but God brought me out of it there were some things I was battling in my mind but God brought me out of it there were some things I've been battling in my body but God brought me out of it or he's bringing me out of it there were some things that I was dealing with in my spirit I wasn't right I was backslidden I, I'm not ending this year really the way I wanted to be ending this year but I'm making up my mind I'm going to leave all that behind and I've got a testimony of the goodness of God that God met me one more time at Sanctuary Church on December 30th, Sunday of 2018, to remind me that you may have felt counted out, but my mercy's getting ready to count you in. You may have felt counted out by sin. You may have felt counted out by hypocrisy. You may have felt counted out by any number of things, but God's getting ready to allow His mercy and grace to count you in. I want you to understand that God will heal your past and he will bless your future. I want you to understand that God's going to allow you to have a testimony of the things that you've dealt with. I want you to understand that God is concerned with your future. If you study the word of God, you're going to find that God's always dealing with what is coming. He's always dealing with what is coming. Uh, the Bible said that he told Jeremiah, he, he said, I ordained you a prophet. Uh, but when, when, when you weren't even born yet, when you were in the womb, Jeremiah, I knew you. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. You may, you may have just been a baby inside your mother's belly, but I already was looking towards your future. And I knew what you would go through, and I knew what you would walk through. But I also knew if you kept your eyes on what was ahead of you, there was nothing that would keep you from, from being the man of God that I called you to be. And when Jeremiah tried to not be the man of God he was called to be, he said, I shut my mouth. I made up my mind I wouldn't say another word. 
I made up my mind. I wouldn't say one more good thing about God. I wouldn't say one more judgment from God. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to be ambivalent. I was going to shut my mouth. But there was something inside of me. It was like fire shut up in my bones. And I knew there was too much ahead of me for me to allow what I've been going through to keep me down. That's what I came to preach to somebody today. I came to tell you there is too much ahead of you for you to allow anything to keep you down. There is too much ahead of you for you to allow sin to count you out. You hear me right now. There is too much ahead of you for you for you to allow uh, your issues that you've been having to keep you from walking forward in God. You've got too much ahead of you to stop now. There's too much ahead of you for you not to worship God. There's too much ahead of you for you not to allow your spirit to be stirred this morning. There's too much ahead of you for you not to get a hold of this word that I'm preaching. There's too much ahead of you for you to stop here and lay down and die. God's got more for you to do. God's got a blessing with your name on it. I feel like, I I don't know what I sound like to you today, but I feel like just declaring some things. God has a blessing with your name on it. God has something for you. Does anybody believe what I'm preaching right now? You've got to let go of it. Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. And on his way to Jairus' house to heal a girl uh, that, had just, that, that would die while he was en route. On his way to heal Jairus' daughter. Uh, a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years comes to him. And she says, uh, or she, she doesn't say, she just gets through on her hands and knees, crawls through that crowd, touches the hem of his garment, and she's made whole. And Jesus stopped. He said, who touched me? And they said, Lord, everybody's touching you. You're in the middle of a throng right now. Everybody's touching you. He said, no, somebody touched me with purpose. And uh, he said, I felt virtue flow out of me. And, and she said, it was me, Lord, because she knew what had been done in her body. She said, it was me, Lord, that touched you. And, and he looked at her. He said, all right, great is your faith. And your healing has come to you. It's time for you to grab a hold of this. But notice what he did not do. He did not stay there and, and say, let's have a praise service about what I just did. Let's not, let's, let's not just stay here and dwell on everything that's been wrong that just got fixed. He said, I've done that. Now it's time to keep going because there's a future waiting on me. There's somebody with a future that needs me to get to where they are. And I want to tell you today, you may get healed today. God's getting ready to do something wonderful. We're going to speak the word of faith in just a few minutes. And God's going to do something wonderful. You listen to what I'm saying right now. And I want you to shout about it. But we're not going to camp out on what God has done. We're getting ready to look toward what God wants to do. Now, you, that's the word of God right there. You ought to hear what I'm saying. We're not going to camp out on what God has done. We, I refuse. I will not, Pastor. Is it all right with y'all if I speak a little bold right now? I will not pastor a church that is stuck in the past. You hear me right now. I will not pastor a church that lives in the past. We thank God for the past. We thank God for what he's done. But we've got places to go. We've got things to do. And God has his hand on us for 2019. Is there anybody that says, I feel that in my spirit too, Pastor. I'm ready for what God wants to do. I'm ready for where God wants to go. Well, you ought to clap and praise him right now.
we can't get hindered. We can't get hindered. And that's what happens. Some people get hindered talking about everything God has done. There's nothing wrong with celebrating what God has done. Don't you misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with celebrating what God has done. But we've got to look toward what he wants to do. And I refuse to, for us to become a church that lives in the past. I refuse for us to be a people that talk about the good old days and what God has done. But we don't see these as good days. And we don't see these as days of blessing. If that's who you are, you need to change your mindset right now. If you can't feel the anointing of the Lord that dwells in this church, then you need to check your anointing uh, barometer. Because I'm telling you, there's a Holy Ghost anointing in this church. There's a, there's a move of God in this church. There's a hand of God on the people of this church. And you get ready because in 2019... Some things we've been preaching about this year, they're hot, they are happening and they're getting ready to happen in measure. But you get ready because God's getting ready to use some of you like you've never been used before. God's going to use some of you in the gift of prophecy. God's going to use some of you in tongues, interpretation, discerning of spirits. God's going to use some of you with a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. Well, what, what, is that stuff for us? You better believe that stuff's for us. That's what God gave the church to administrate it in 2019. And I want you to know we're going to have it in this church. And if you are hungry for God to use you, you ought to get on board. There's never going to be any time like this time. If you're hungry for God to change your life, you ought to get on board right now. Don't wait and try to do it later, but get on the wagon right now because God's going to do it. God's going to do it. I know I'm, I'm... butchering any attempt of a message today i'm not even worried about it because i've i've been pastoring you long enough and and loving you long enough and you've loved me long enough i'm comfortable right now i'm not one bit bothered i'm just as comfortable as i can be right now because we're walking in the holy ghost right now we're walking forward into what god has we're not going to be held back by things that have tried to get a hold of us and attach to us. We refuse to let that keep us down. I will, I'll cut it off. I'll do whatever has to be done. But I've made up my mind to go forward in the name of Jesus. So are y'all ready to let some stuff go? We've got to have Manasseh so we can have Ephraim. We're going to have to have Manasseh so we can have Ephraim. And in order for us to go forward, we're going to let some stuff go. So this is what I'm going to ask of you today. Brother Jimmy taught a phenomenal lesson. And you need to be here Wednesday night. He's going to continue teaching. And he's going into some stuff that is very, very powerful. And you need to be here Wednesday night. And I'll probably be tag teaming with him a little bit Wednesday night. And uh, I encourage you to, to, to make, make sure to be here. It's going to deal with prayer and, and how to be effective in prayer. But listen to me right now. If we really believe everything we're shouting about today, and I hope we do, if you believe what we're shouting about today, is any, let me ask this first. Does anybody in this room believe God is still able? Okay, we've got to, we've got to settle that and establish that. You've got to know that God is still able. He's not diminished. He hasn't decreased. There's not one less bit of Holy Ghost operating today than there was on the, on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Okay? We got that settled? All right, good. I'm glad everybody's on the same page. All right? If we believe that, 
then, then we believe God's able to do anything he needs to do, anything he wants to do, uh, anything he has purpose to do, God is able to do it. If that is the case, then we're going to have to get to go into God in prayer. And we need to do something that is so very important. And Brother Cole said it on the clip that uh, Jimmy played or Jimmy mentioned it. Brother Cole said, I don't, I don't start commanding God to do anything. And he says, that's the problem with too many people. We've got too many people that are trying to command God and tell God what to do. It's not your business, my business, or anybody else's business to tell God what to do. I don't tell him what to do. You don't tell him what to do. Nobody tells God what to do. God's God. And, and, and part, part of the problem sometimes is when we pray, we get to telling God. This is what you're going to do. This is what we want you to do. This is how we want you to do it. This is the way, the time frame we want you to do it in. And we're trying to command God. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. Brother Cole said, you speak to the mountain. You don't speak to God. You speak to the mountain. Mountain. He didn't say, God, remove that mountain. He said, mountain, be thou removed. Be thou removed. Be cast into yonder sea. What's it going to do? He said, it's going to move. Brother Cole said, you're dealing with somebody with sugar diabetes. Boy, I felt the Holy Ghost when he said that. He said, you're dealing with somebody. That would be type 1 diabetes, sir. He said, and, and, and their insulin's not, their pancreas is not working, not producing insulin. He said, you don't tell God, heal them. God, heal her. God, heal her of diabetes. He said, that's not what you do. You speak to the mountain. Pancreas. Begin to produce it. So that's what I feel like doing today. I feel like doing it today. I feel like walking in the Holy Ghost. I, I feel like walking in authority and power that God has given to his church. Now, if you don't believe that stuff, that's not for you, then you can just do what you're going to do. But I'm going to tell you right now, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, he put power inside of me. It's not my power. It's his power. So I don't do anything. It's the Holy Ghost operating through me. But did he or did he not say greater works than these shall you do? Did he say it? He said it. Did he or did he not tell us if you. Now he didn't say I'll speak to the mountain. He said if you will speak to them. Did he say it or did he not? I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm not being blasphemous. I'm in the book today. And I want to tell you God's getting ready to, to cause some mountains to fall. God's getting ready to cause some mountains to fall. We're going to speak to them. I'll give you my disclaimer. If it doesn't happen like, like I'm hoping it happens, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to say I missed it. God's going to do what God's going to do. But I'm going to start speaking to some things. And let me tell you one of the reasons. I, I hope y'all are okay today. I'm just, let me tell you one of the reasons this lady's so powerful in prayer. Because, and I know her prayer life. Let me tell you why when she gets to pray and stuff. And I'm going to tell y'all. I've heard y'all don't get to be privy to some of the things I hear her pray. But I've heard her pray. And I've heard her pray for me. My kids. I've heard her pray for some of you. And I've heard her pray God do this in their life. God. Y'all may not like this. This may get too Bible for you. God mess up this in their life. I've heard her pray, speak to that mountain in your life. I'm telling you, there's a mountain in their life, God. I speak to it in the name of Jesus. I've heard her do it. You don't, if you're not living right and things start to go wrong in your life. <laughs> come on. Come on. 
I'm just going to tell you, she'll pray it. She'll pray it. I'm okay with it. Because you know what? There's not one thing worth me going to hell over. And there's not one thing worth my family being lost. Got to lose a job, lose a job. Got to do this, do that. Whatever you got to do, let it happen, God. I'm speaking to that mountain because that mountain's greater than any of this other stuff. So in the name of Jesus. But let me, before I get there, you just hold that, okay? In the name Brother Cole said, when you pray, you need to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the Holy Ghost that abides in me and by the anointing that God has placed on my life, I speak to the pancreas right now and I say, pancreas, here we are 20 years down the road. It's too long, and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I said by the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God, and according to the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells and works in me and the anointing of God that is on my life, I speak to you right now, and I tell you it is time for you to begin to operate and function fully in every organ in that body that's ever been damaged. I speak to you and tell you to be whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope this isn't too apostolic for you today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the authority of the Word of God, and according to the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of me, and the anointing of the Lord that is on my life. I speak right now to every wayward child, every wayward spouse, every wayward son, daughter, uh, uh, husband, wife, family member. I don't care who they are. I speak right now, and I say for you to come home. North, give up. South, give up. East, give up. West, give up. Lord, I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking to those mountains. If there has to be a storm come in their life, let there be a storm come in their life. But whatever you've got to do, get them back in the house of God. Get them back in a relationship with you. I speak to the mountain right now. I'm talking about your brothers. I'm talking about your sisters. I'm talking about your grandparents. I'm talking about your grandchildren. Wherever they are, whoever they are, they are not greater than the ability of our God. Well, come on and praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 If you're in this room, if you're in this room and, and, and you're battling sickness in your body, I'd like you, if I'm going to give you, I'm not going to beg you. I will not beg you and I will not plead. I'm going to give you one opportunity to step out from where you are and get to the front of this church as quick as you can. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're in this house and you need the Holy Ghost, 
the Holy Ghost, you, the way you'll know you've got the Holy Ghost and received the Holy Ghost is that you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. If you've never spoken with tongues as the Spirit has given you the utterance and you want the Holy Ghost, and let me just tell you, that's part of being born again. You need that to go to heaven. If you want the Holy Ghost, come on down today. If you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, I want you down here today. Okay? Now, I'm going to speak the word of faith. And we are going to believe God. And you hear me when I tell you, God will immediately begin to work. I'm not talking about something that's getting ready to happen in five days or five months. There are some things, some of that may happen over time. But there are some things that are getting ready to happen instantaneously right now. You hear me? There's some things that are getting ready to happen instantaneously. God's going to do it. Somebody's going to be filled or renewed with the Holy Ghost instantaneously. All you're going to have to do is open up your mouth and begin to praise God. And the Holy Ghost is going to flow through you. You hear me? Some of you with sickness in your body, God's going to touch you. And you will immediately know you've been touched. And when you are touched, you ought to immediately begin to give Him praise and glory for what He's done. Do you hear me? Now, if you believe we serve a God who's able to do all of this, I want you to throw your hands in the air right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the authority of the word of God. According to the power of the Holy Ghost that works within me. And the anointing of God that rests on my life. I claim healing in bodies. And I claim the infilling of the Holy Ghost right now. To be poured out in this room. In the name of Jesus. I want you to say in Jesus name. And then I want you to begin to praise God for it. As soon as you feel it done, you ought to begin to praise Him. You ought to begin to give Him glory. <laughs>